0: Welcome back to another episode of Baller Island. It was a wild week 13 in the NFL. We will recap it all, including the Patriots' ugly win over the Buffalo Bills. Mac Jones only had three passing attempts. The Patriots ran the ball down Buffalo's throat for 222 yards rushing. The Patriots went wild, got a big win, and the New England Patriots just like that are the number one seed in the AFC. We will recap that game and much more. We'll get to the rest of the headlines, including the Cardinals win over the Bears, the Detroit Lions getting their first win of the season, the Chargers over the Bengals, the Dolphins in Washington both. On hot winning streaks. The Dolphins won 5 in a row. Washington's won 4 in a row. We will get to all of that. We'll also look ahead to week 14. We'll go through our winners and losers from week 13. Playoff scenarios and all that. The whole spiel. So stay tuned. Keep a luck, And don't forget to give Baller Island a follow on Instagram and Twitter. For more sports news and analysis. Welcome back to Baller Islands. It is December And playoff football is upon us. We are one month away from the NFL playoffs in December. Football, let's let's just be real, meaningful football starts now. And things are got heated up in week 13. What a week it was. We'll get started as we talk about the Patriots' bills. We know B is really hyped, we'll get to that in a bit. And a lot more to get on in week 13, and we'll look at week 14. And for the first time on Baller Island, we got... Playoff clinching scenarios. We'll get to that as well. Talk about the playoff standings, winners and losers, and all that. You get the just. Jay up, bala Lahi back on the island. IB, right, let it out, boy. Let it out. Your time again. Seventh week in a row. Come on, man. I've been saying this week
1: after week. Now, it ain't nothing new. Bill Belichick's winning coach of the year, winning the executive of the year. Patriots are winning the Super Bowl. We still own those stupid Bills in Buffalo. And, uh, man, I actually enjoyed the game yesterday. I know hella people were bored as hell. But, yo, in 2021, you're winning a game where your quarterback only throws the ball three times? Like, that I, – I was actually really impressed, man. And, and, honestly, the Bills got 10 lucky-ass points, too, because there was the fumble at the, in the red zone, and then there was a stupid penalty that gave them the next three. So – Defense put on a clinic, man, man. I'm amped, bro. I said it. I'm, I'm sticking by it, man. This team is the best team now in the AFC. They won in the Super Bowl. I can't even get all my thoughts together right now.
0: For those of you that did not get a chance to watch the Slugfest in Buffalo last night, the New England Patriots won this game 14-10 to 10 over the Buffalo Bills. And yeah, for us who are obviously hardcore football fans, been watching the NFL year in, year out, we know... Last night's results, not really anything new. What the Patriots did to the Bills, that's not anything new. Bills fans know it. Pats fans know it. It was just funny to see how after one year, nothing's changed one year later. That's it. The Patriots just go right back to their dominating ways. And for Buffalo, I mean, wow. That was, I think, their world got rocked yesterday. And not in a good way, in a really bad way. The weather was garbage. They got absolutely crushed their defense. Their defense actually put up a fight, but like, God, they couldn't stop the run for the life of them, which is something they've had a problem with all year and their offense. They can't run the football either. We're going to talk a bit about that either. we'll, we'll, We'll talk about that in a bit, but this was whack, man. I haven't seen anything like this in a long time. The New England Patriots ran the ball 46 times. They ran the ball down Buffalo's throat and Mac Jones was two for three for 19 yards. Mac Jones hardly did anything. Anybody could have played quarterback last night for the New England Patriots. Charles Barkley could have played quarterback for the New England Patriots last night and it would have been the same result. This was insane. I can't remember the last time I've seen a game like this where the Patriots basically Bill Belichick just turned back the clock to 1950 and was like, eh, we don't need a passing game. Who says, oh, the NFL is going to win these young, mobile quarterbacks and we're going to throw the ball 50 times? And New England, I mean, this was an absolute clinic running the football. Damian Harris and Ramond De- Ramondre Stevenson were awesome last night.
1: It's the most Belichick game you could ever ask for. Like, if this is how he wants to play, like, this is beautiful. And the thing I really liked about this one was... First one, how extra salty the Bills guys are. You hear what McDermott's saying after the game about Belichick. I'm like, yo, relax. Like, you lost. Just, like, just take it. Um, I love it, though. And the crazy thing is, like, you would think as a quarterback, not doing anything all game, like, you're frustrated, right? Especially a rookie guy who's not had experience like that, right? He's probably Like, you would think a guy like that, he'd want to play, right? And he's just like, after the game, he's like, I don't care. We won. Same thing with Kendrick Bourne or after the game. He's like, this game ain't a fantasy game, right? We scored more points than the other team. We won. This is what's so dope about this team. Everybody's buying into the Belichick way. I mean, it doesn't matter how it looks. As long as the ending of the, at the end of the game, you got more points than the other team. doesn't matter how much, how it looked. There's no style points in this game. And a win's a win. Seven in a row now. We're in a week 14 bye now, which is crazy. The You know, week 14 bye. Judon's going to get some rest. He got banged up at the end. Damon Harris was looking a little shaky at the end. Phillips was banged up at the end, too. So three guys must-needed bye week here in week 14.
0: Yeah, it's, it is madness, really, but, well, how that happened. But, yeah, the Patriots getting this week 14 bye is clutch as hell along with Indy, Miami, and Philadelphia, all teams that are in playoff contention. So a really, really clutch bye week there, of course, with the week 18. That's why they extended the bye weeks up until week 14. And, and I know when I was looking at the schedule, say those of those teams that have that week 13, week 14 bye week, that's really clutch. Like to have a week off in December when football, you know, that's that that's when you want to be playing your best football and you get a week off to get healthy, to rejuvenate. Like you said, Matthew Judon and Adrian Phillips are two guys who've been balling for the Patriots all year long. To not have a game next week and to make sure that they'll be back for a big game against Indianapolis the week after, it's a big deal right there. And the Patriots lucked out with that. But I just, the whole storyline, man, New England, the number one seed once again, Belichick doing his thing. It's, it, it, it is simply incredible what he's been able to do this year with this cast of characters, with this team. And obviously, just like you mentioned, how this team's kind of buying in to what what Belichick has done. It's almost the same thing as how when Brady went to Tampa, everyone kind of bought in. They wanted, well, we got Tom Brady. This guy's, you know, won seven or six Super Bowls at the time. You know, he's going to take us to the promised land. Same thing in New England. These guys who are trying to look for a Super Bowl and they want that feeling, they're looking to Bill Belichick. They're like, this guy's also won six Super Bowls. I want to know what the Patriot... I remember yesterday on the Monday Night Cast, they were talking about how Matthew Judon, when he was in free agency, he was always curious about the Patriot way and how Bill Belichick runs things and being in that system. And what has Matthew Judon done all year? He's eight in that system. He has been phenomenal all year long.
1: Yep. He's honestly... He might be a top five signing that Belichick's ever had. Like, he's played amazing. But another thing is, like, it was also, like, You know, it was solely fully prepared for Patriots fans to go crazy if they lost this game. Like, yo, what are you doing? But, like, honestly, for Belichick and McDaniels to just run the ball every single play, they're like, you know what? The Bills know we're going to run it. We know we're going to run it. How about the offensive line? Like, they did amazing. Everybody, uh, you're sitting on your couch. I'm like, you could literally just bet every single time, okay, they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. Everybody in the world knows it. And they're not trying to get too. You know, sometimes play callers are like, oh, let's get fancy with, you know, like maybe here we're going to do a flea flicker and let him throw it or something. And no, just stick to your playbook, bro. Like they, I can't, it's so crazy the discipline that these guys have. And the fact that Belichick is 69 years old and still out coaching dudes like this. And it was like, you know what? On Monday Night Football, everybody around you is watching. He heard everybody say, oh, it was all Brady all last year, right? And he's like. All right, cool. I'm going to beat a good Bills team and I could have Jay playing quarterback. Like, it's how do people? Oh, come on, man. People got to recognize now, you know, is the greatest quarterback, is the greatest coach. Mash them together. You have the greatest success you could ever ask for.
0: Yeah, facts. I mean, I mean, come on. I would have done a little better than two for three and 19 yards. I got. I got to toss the rock a little bit, but literally anyone could have done that. Like anybody you could plug and play anybody, a quarterback there and the Patriots would have won, but you're right doing what Belichick did. Yeah. Saying, yeah, I don't give a damn. We're just going to run the ball down your throat and we're not even going to need, you know, Mac to do anything at all. than to hand off the ball is genius. And that's what Belichick has done. He, he did this game plan was just simply incredible. But again, credit, like you mentioned to that offensive line, O-line was phenomenal. To do that, to know that you got to be on your game every single play is amazing. And like you said, you're like, everybody knew it, that the, that the Patriots were going to run the ball on every play, except for the Buffalo Bills defense. They're the only ones that didn't know that it was going to be a run play all the time until maybe about the fourth quarter, did the Bills finally start blitzing a little bit more. They knew it was going to run, not playing such soft coverage, but I, I just, I don't know, man. The, the Bills' defense, I'll admit, they played decent. Like, it's not like this was a blowout or anything, but goddamn, to allow 222 rushing yards is, I, I mean, I got nothing to say for that. And for the Bills, I mean, we'll get to the Bills in a second. I do want to finish on the Patriots for one more thing. I mean, is this Bill Belichick's best coaching job? Like, he has coached some outstanding teams. Like, some of the greatest teams that we've seen in NFL Legends, especially that team that almost went undefeated. But, come, but, like, honestly, would you say this is one of, if not maybe, his best coaching job he's ever done in his career?
1: I would say after the first few, like, you know, the, the first three, I think the first one was definitely his best one. This one, if they, this one is crazy. And it's so much fun because it's like, no, but none of us really expected it. Right. And the way he's just doing it week after week, this is right up there. I think this is the comparisons to the 2001 team that I brought up a couple of weeks ago where nobody expected anything from that. And that's where he put his that's where he made his name, basically, as a genius, because that 2001 was ridiculous. That's where the similarities are, because it's the same kind of team, same kind of mold, you know, rookie QB, young Tom Brady. The same kind of deal. So those are the two similarities. That's his best coaching job ever. This one's right
0: there. I yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, Belichick has, has coached some amazing teams and he's he's done coaching great coaching job after great coaching job year in, year out. So yeah, it's definitely tough to say if this is the best. Obviously it's it's only week fourteen, so there's still a lot to be determined and how the Patriots season ended ends. I think that will, you know, have to do a lot with whether this is his best coaching job or not. But regardless of that, this is one of his best coaching jobs. To do it with this team, without Brady, with the guys he's done in free agency, with a rookie quarterback, is outstanding. And I do have to say this, too. Don't you find it ironic? Like, we've been talking about it all year long, of how, how wide open the AFC specifically is. Even the NFC is a little in limbo, but it's a little more settled. But the AFC, we've been talking about it all year long, how everybody's kind of beating up on everybody. I mean, for God's sakes, the Dolphins were one and seven like two seconds ago, and now all of a sudden they're a game out of a out of a wild card spot. But isn't it crazy how for 20 years the New England Patriots have dominated the AFC every single year, pretty much with a one seed almost every single year? Brady leaves. The Patriots don't make the playoffs for one year. Kansas City, now we think they're the next dynasty. They're struggling a little bit. This year's completely wide open. Tennessee could have taken it. Baltimore could take it. Cincy could take it. The chart, anybody could go and take it. Like the, let's be real. The AFC is completely up for grabs. Any team you want it, take it. Kansas City is is, is struggling this year. Brady's not in New England anymore. They got a rookie quarterback. And who is taking that opportunity in the AFC? The New England Patriots. Amazing. Simply amazing, isn't it? How after all that, Brady leaves, the AFC is wide open, Any of these 16 teams or any of these other 15 teams could go out and take it. It's that wide open. There are 13 out of 16 teams. 13 teams that are in playoff contention in the AFC heading into week 14. And who's in the number one spot? Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Simply amazing. And this is why Belichick's one of the best coaches of all time. Let's turn the tides to Buffalo real quick before we move on because New England's rolling into their bye week. But Buffalo, I mean... Good God! I mean, this is a nightmare for them to lose to New England in that fashion, at home. The sky has fallen on in, in all of Buffalo's media today, and now they have to go down south and play the other guy who dis- <laughs> who made their lives miserable for 20 years, and Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. Where do the Buffalo Bills go from here?
1: That's what's the the tough part, man. It's not that you know you lost this game, which one they were like you know. These guys thought after one year something changed and they're talking all the smack. They're like, no, 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 we're here to stay. This is ours now. Boom, you lose this game, right? Which you could have been, I think, the two seed if you won this game. Patriots would have went down to the five. This is a huge game, right? You have the cold weather quarterback to do it. Josh Allen's the guy you would want, right? Played in Wyoming or whatever. He's the guy you want. You lose this game. It's a gut punch. I don't know how, you know, the next couple of days you're just thinking about it. You're pissed. And then you go and play Tom Brady, the next dude, like you said, who's been literally shitting on you for 20 years. And if you lose this game, which I think you will, it's just, I don't know. how. Remember I was saying last week, if you lose this game against the Patriots, this could literally just destroy your whole season. And it could just snowball down. You, the, the, ball, the ball got a little push. This Brady win right here push it a little bit more. Now it's just going to be a rampage soon, and this season could really, this could be these two weeks could be a defining moment in this season for the for the Buffalo Bills.
0: Yeah, and to lose in that fashion, you mentioned it at the top of the pod that this is a loss that could be demoralizing, and to lose by only giving up 19 yards passing, really, Mac Jones completed two passes, two. Checkdown down passes one shouldn't have even counted john new smith with a circus catch and you lost the game by giving up 222 yards on the ground that's that is demoralizing like that's not something where you can just be like yeah we can get over it let's turn the tides next week that is like what the hell like uh, how, how do we stop it like i don't like we tried everything and we couldn't stop it it's unbelievable and again like i mentioned they only lost by four points so I wouldn't put much emphasis on the defense. I don't know if you saw the clip of, I think it was Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer after the game and the media saw someone in the bills media asked them and he goes, do do you find, or like, are you, are are you guys as a unit embarrassed after giving up 222 yards and Poyer and Hyde were like, are you freaking serious? (laughs) Like, obviously like no shit, no shit. We're embarrassed by that. It's a dumb question. I don't, I don't blame them. You said it perfectly. You can tell already. It's only, it hasn't even been 24 hours since this game ended. McDermott was pissed off in, in his presser. Hyde and Poirier pissed off. The Bills, like, everybody is pissed off after that game. The only way I can see Buffalo coming out of this, go into Tampa Bay and beat Tom Brady. You can save everything by going into Tampa and beat Tom Brady. But if you can't do that, it's, it's, it's I don't know. The bills, are, the, the bills are in a lot of trouble. And the other thing I do want to point on to Buffalo is their defense was fine. Honestly, yes, that was a really, really frustrating, tough performance. I'd be, I'd be pissed off if we only gave up 14 points and still lost and lost the way that we did on on defense. Yeah, I'd be really pissed off and frustrated. But defense isn't where the problem is. The run defense, yeah, is a problem, but their offense is the problem. Buffalo can't run the football in a game like this. New England looked at each other and were like. We got three guys, not one, not two. We got three backs that we're going to pound the rock with and we're going to run the ball down their throat with all three guys. Damian Harris was sensational. Stevenson was even better. And Brandon Bolden even came in there a little bit and he got the job done. The Buffalo Bills also have three guys. The problem is they're not guys where you can pound the rock 20, 30 times a game in a game like this. The Buffalo Bills, I've been saying this for a long time, they can't run the football because they don't have a guy that you can pound the rock. 30 times. They need a Jonathan Taylor. They need a Derrick Henry. They need a guy that you can pound the rock because out of all places, you are in Buffalo. Yes, in December. And if you want to win a Super Bowl and you want to win the AFCs, you are going to be expected to play home games in the postseason in weather like last night which was gusty, windy, snowy. It, it was disgusting. And the Bills don't want to run the football in, in, in weather like that. It makes no sense. What's your take on
1: that? 100%. I mean, like you're a cold weather team. Like, you got to be able to run the ball. That's not, that goes without saying. Like, they tried to, the the offense was just not good. They had so many chances, actually, in the red zone. And, I mean, the Patriots defense was really good because the Patriots defense didn't give up any points, really. But, exactly, they know we're trying to make, yo, we want you to run the football. We're going to play, you know, the man defense was crazy good yesterday. And, they're not like, all right, we're not, we're not gonna let you do anything. But here's the thing: the uh, the bills need to have. I mean, we're we're talking about this, right? The running back being Singletary and Zach Moss. It's just not enough. Like you got mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs on one side, who J C Jackson did a great job on him Agreed. yesterday. They don't have any other skilled players that are worthy of. Taking away your guy. Like Dawson Knox had a couple weeks earlier in the year where, you know, that was that. They don't have any, I would say, above average skill players other than Stefan Diggs. And a defense like that isn't worried at all. At all. And then now you say, you know, all these guys are pissed off, pissed off. Sean McDermott's pissed off. Poyer's pissed off. All the other pissed off. You can tell if you're a good football team, and I know this by watching the pages for my whole life. When a good team is pissed off, oh, they come out next week with some crazy stuff. This type of thing, we're going to find out next week what, what type of team this is made of because they're either going to be pissed off and get blown out or they're going to be pissed off and have a really good game. And then we'll know for sure that these guys are for real.
0: The Bills season, I think a lot of people think, thought last night's game, the Bills season kind of hung in the balance of that game. And in a lot of ways, I think, especially for the for the division specifically, it did. But this game this weekend against Tampa Bay, against Tom Brady, I think that this is Buffalo season on the line here. If they lose this game, even if you make the playoffs, I don't know how much of a run you're gonna make. You're probably done on wildcard weekend. But if you win, it could be that much of a difference where you still have a chance of winning the division. You still have a chance at reclaiming, you know, the AFC. Crown, like you can still establish yourself as one of the best teams in the AFC. Go and beat the other guy. You couldn't beat the first guy now. Go beat the other guy, right? Belichick beat your ass and dominated you in every single way, shape, or form last night. Now you got a chance to do that against Tom Brady, the team that you were supposed to play in the Super Bowl, right? Now they they lost to Kansas City in the championship game, but. Buffalo had full plans of going to Tampa, playing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl last season. Now you've got an opportunity to do it with their season on the line again. Buffalo, this is a statement game, an identity game, and a lot of this emphasis goes on one man here, and that's Brian Dable. Not anybody else. I've been saying this all season long. You just said it. Buffalo, there's, with their season on the line, they got to come out with some next stuff creativity and around like they got to come up with some, some stuff. kitchen
1: sink game kitchen. sink. Yes,
0: game. absolutely. Absolutely. Like they got to throw everything at this and say, no, we are the best team in the AFC. I don't care if we're seven and five. I don't care if we lost to Jacksonville and I don't care if we gave up 222 yards, go out there, go in the next week. Brian's able for me is on the hot seat. I don't know about anybody, but if anyone's thinks the same way, but I really do think, that. I think Buffalo needs to rehaul their offensive system. They need to run the football better. They need some more skill. Because like you just said, Stefan Diggs is fine. He's in the late version of his prime. Beasley is way past his prime. Emmanuel Sanders, way past his prime. They came here to help you get over the hump in terms of leadership, right? But I feel like Buffalo is... They do need that, but they don't need that. If you know what I'm saying. They need a bit of a rehaul, but you got one last shot to kind of reestablish yourself on Sunday against Tampa. Big, big, big game there Um, let's keep it rolling in week 13 and enough there Um, another team that's been rolling all year in the nfc the arizona cardinals kyler murray came back wasn't amazing in the past game but was amazing overall ran the ball well threw the ball well the cardinals won 33 22 the cardinals i don't know man they are sneaky good and for some reason they got the best record in the nfl and nobody's talking about them
1: yep that's really it i mean we haven't seen him play in a month though. So you can't really judge a team without when they're not at their best like that. Um, yeah. They're not, they're not getting no respect at all. It's actually crazy. And I, I'm still on that train and I'm not giving them their respect. I still think that green Bay is better than them. And I think Tampa is better than them in the NFC. And I might even go as far and say Dallas is better than them, but record wise, you know, the Cardinals are the Cardinals. You have to give respect to where it's due. Um, I feel like some of those teams, if Arizona gets the one seed, though, some of those teams don't mind going to Arizona. I mean, Dallas for sure won't mind going to Arizona. Or, I mean, I, you would much rather play in Arizona than you would play in Lambo, for example. Absolutely. Um, you treating Arizona any different?
0: No, I'm not treating them any different. And it's especially thinking from a Niner standpoint, I'm not scared of Arizona, to be honest. I think they're a really, really great team. But, yeah, they're, they're tough to fear. In terms of, yeah, having a home field advantage, I wouldn't quite say they have much of it. Like you said, a lot of people prefer to play in that. But teams should be scared of Arizona. Like their offense is good, very good. Kyler Murray, I know he's just getting back into things, but he's been playing really good football all year long. If he didn't get hurt, we're probably talking about him as being the MVP. DeAndre Hopkins comes back. What does he do? Catch the touchdown. James Conner having a very, very good year. In the backfield. He was doing nothing in Pittsburgh. He was garbage. He had like one good year in Pittsburgh. And that was it. He goes to Arizona in one year. And all of a sudden, Cliff Kingsbury was like, yeah, screw the air raid offense. We're just going to run the football instead. We're going to throw Wildcats at the Chicago, Bear, uh, at the Chicago Bears. When Chase Edmonds has been out the last few weeks. James Connors taken direct snaps, taken for touchdowns. He's been great. But the Arizona Cardinals defense has also been great. Especially without J.J. Watt. They've been fantastic. And, and the Bears continue to suck. But Cardinals look good. They they look good. Definitely a team to keep an eye on. They have another big game on Monday night against the Rams. We'll talk about that later on in the episode because that's a that's a big big game there as well. Because um, I don't even really care to talk about the Rams as much because great they plastered Jacksonville by thirty points. Whoopee do like I it's for me that's not like you're supposed to do that. You know what I'm saying? You got to beat some contenders. We'll be see. We'll see if the Rams can do that. Um, I want to get to this Chargers Bengals game as well in a minute. That's a big one. But before I get to that. There was something huge happened this weekend. And it got kind of overshadowed because of that Patriots-Bills game last night. And obviously, that was a big one. But man, oh man, it happened. The Detroit Lions won a football game. That's right. The Detroit Lions won a football game. Finally, Dan Campbell, congratulations to the Detroit Lions. I mean, finally, we knew it was going to happen. I was on the brink of giving up on them. And they finally delivered a win. And, of course, it's against the the Minnesota yeah, Vikings. Just, yeah, Of course. First. The Vikings are just inept to heartbreak. Like, they just say everything. Heartbreak after week after week after week. They just can't catch a break. But the Lions, man, what a game. What a win for them. I, I got to say, I don't think I've ever been more happy for a winless team more than I was happy for the Detroit Lions on Sunday.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, super happy for them. Jared Goff, man winning on and off the field. Uh, happy for Dan Campbell. Uh, they they finally deserve the win, man. Like, they playing so hard. They've been in pretty much all of their games, kept it close, just bad. They don't have enough talent to actually pull some of these games out. Finally got one. Um, this Minnesota, though, like, it's just a typical Minnesota game. Like, how do you lose this game? I think Zimmer's got to be on the hot seat. Justin Jefferson's balling out. He's got like Stefan Diggs syndrome with Kirk Cousins now. I mean, Minnesota's a mess, but congrats to De- Detroit over there. That's a big one.
0: Yeah, Justin Jefferson, again, you're right, went off. 11 catches, 182 yards, and a touchdown. Just, I mean, even, even Kirk, 330 for 40, 340 yards, two touchdowns. Both of them been balling. The Vikings shouldn't be 5-7. and seven, And to your point, Mike Zimmer should absolutely be on the hot seat. And I'm a fan of Mike Zimmer, but this this Vikings team is way too good to be 5-7. and seven. So like, much I'd, talent on yeah, this team. it makes you no sense. You can put in,
1: Dalvin Cook is out, you put in Madison, and he just goes wild too. It's like, they got so much talent on this team.
0: It, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And I don't know how they managed to choke this game away. They've been choking game after game this year. And then they, they finally catch a break, and then the next week they, they choke another lead. I don't know what's going on with the Vikings, but this one, this one's bad. Like, you can't lose to the Detroit Lions, who also could not catch a break this season, and they finally caught a break. I mean, it was a, I mean, it's a great, it's a great weekend to be in the the Detroit, Michigan area. I mean, Michigan won the Big Ten. The Lions got their first dub, and especially with all the stuff going on in Oxford as well. Prayers up to all those affected in that situation. But to have all the good stuff going on with the sports teams, during a bad time, I mean, that's all you could really ask for there. But for Dan Campbell, man, I, I got to say, I, I truly do think, and I'll get to this when we get to our winners and losers in a minute, but the Lions, I, even at 1-10-1, and one, there's something different about them. I don't quite know what, I think it's just, it's the fight. And when I see fight. You're trending in the right direction because nobody expected the Detroit Lions to be good this year. Nobody expected them. Expectations is not even in the repertoire of the Detroit Lions this year. We knew it was going to be a long haul, but they fought and fought and fought. And that, to me, Dan Campbell absolutely deserves to come back next year. I don't care what the record is, but they're fighting hard week in, week out. I'm really happy for them. And the Vikings, uh, not, not looking good for them, especially in a wild card race where the Eagles look good. The Washington can't lose. They're all of a sudden red hot. I don't know, man. Things are looking really murky for the Vikings. Um, moving back to the chargers Bengals game. Now the chargers whooped the Bengals 41, 22, the Bengals made it close and then Burrow injured his pinky. And it was all downhill from there. Justin Herbert went nuts. Um, and the chargers just took it from there. big win there. And the Bengals and chargers, both teams who were one week, they look really good. And the next week yep. they're not really good. But what do you make out of this one?
1: Well, this is that's exactly why I picked the Chargers in this one because I was like, these teams have to have like the same record. They just look too similar, not to have the same record. That NFC or AFC North now was getting wild with the the Ravens also losing and the Steelers winning. Psh, that we'll get to that one because that's crazy. But this might be a little bad sign for you because you know one week they're not good, one week they are good. They got your Niners this week, don't they?
0: Yes, they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I know. I am maybe a little worried due, about maybe that. Maybe
1: they're due for the, the good week. The good Bengals show up against that one. But this game, it was a fun yeah. one. You know, Herbert, Burrow going at it. They definitely took this one a little personally, I think. And it was, it was a fun one. Just made sense for them to have the same record in the end.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And both of them are going to be in it. I kind of saw this coming, the Chargers again. One week, they look like trash. The next week, they look amazing. Same thing with the Bengals. One week, they look like trash. The next week, they look amazing. It's, I, don't, I don't really know what to make out of that. I'm not really surprised. And I don't know. There's not much to take away from that matchup. There's not much I learned, if you know what I'm saying, I think, in that game. Um, but yeah, the, the AFC North is absolutely wild. And speaking of, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, obviously, we know one of the most physical rivalries in football. Steelers-Ravens, this was the most typical Steelers-Ravens game you could ask for. 20-19 slugfest. The score was, like, what, 7-3 at halftime. Like, no one could get anything going. Offenses couldn't go in. Just defense, defense, defense the whole game. Ravens go for two at the end. Can't get it. Pittsburgh barely gets away with a win, as per usual. And the Steelers somehow, someway, are 6-5-1 and still alive. I don't know how the Ravens... I don't know man. The, the Ravens, that was a that was a struggle for them.
1: It's been a couple weeks now since we've seen a good Ravens game. It's Agreed. been a couple weeks. I mean Lamar's not looked good. Ben actually looked decent in that fourth quarter. Um, big time defense. I mean these Raven game, Raven Steelers games, one point games, they just have to happen. One of my favorite matchups in the league. Honestly, Probably my favorite matchup in the league. I will watch this game no matter who's on what sideline, who's who's on the teams. I will always watch this game. It'll always be a one point game. What do you make of the call? I actually like the call. Um, Marlon Humphrey now out for the year. I think they're missing two other corners. Yeah. Um, So their defense was. I guess they didn't want to put the you know risk going on into overtime and having their defense play. And I always say that right. Put the ball in your best hands and ball in the hands of your best player. Let Lamar do him. You go to your second best player, Mark Andrews. And that's, you know, you know, I think that's a 50 50 ball. 50, you know, sometimes you'll tip it back to yourself. Sometimes Lamar will put a little bit less on it. I think that's a 50 50 ball. I got and it's hardball, man. You can't go against Harbaugh. I think he made the right call.
0: I I I completely agree. Like, there's no way in hell I'm I'm gonna sit there and be like, oh, John Harbaugh shouldn't have gone to are you kidding me? It's in John Harbaugh's DNA to go for two with the game on the line. Like, if they if they trotted out Justin Tucker to tie the game, I would have been shocked. Like, that's why, like, this doesn't... I'm not shocked at all. Like, obviously, I was watching the Niners-Seahawks game, but when I saw the end of this game, I was like, I'm not surprised at this at all. I don't even know why people are surprised by this. The Ravens, It seems like the Ravens do this often. Like, it's not like this is a once-in-a-blue-moon type thing here. They go for it a lot. John Harbaugh's gutsy. You go for the win, and this this is not just any game, like you mentioned. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers we're talking about. The Ravens hate... The Pittsburgh, Sun. the Steelers hate the Baltimore Ravens. This is an ugly, ugly, ugly rivalry. You want to win, and honestly, if I'm John Har, if I'm John Harbaugh, I think I'm at least able to sleep at night knowing that I tried and went for two, right, instead of settled. And to your point, in the secondary, they already lost Marcus Peters at the beginning of the year. Now Marlon Humphrey, man, that's a just a tough, tough loss. I mean, I hope, I wish him a safe recovery because Marlon Humphrey's, you know, one of the better guys in the secondary in the NFL. But that's a really tough one. And and to your point, Baltimore, since week nine against the Vikings, when the game was 34-31, they had 10 points against the Dolphins, 16 points against the Bears. Mind you, Lamar did not play in that game. 16 points against the Browns, and then 19 points against Pittsburgh. It's been four straight weeks of ugly, ugly football. And who do the Ravens have to finish the year? Browns, Packers, Bengals, Rams-Steelers. This is going to be a very, very tough road for the Baltimore Ravens in these next five weeks. The AFC North is no joke, man. It is wild, wild stuff. Um, yeah, Ben did look fairly decent. Deontay Johnson was great for the fairly clutch down the stretch. But for Baltimore, they got to get something going on, uh, on their offense. Like Their offense just looks kind of they or banged up on defense. The AFC North is going to be survival of the fittest down the stretch here.
1: 100%. And that's why they've the, the, taken, like, the, the Baltimore Ravens were the number one seed, but they hadn't played a good game in, like, I would say maybe even a month now. Like, you talked about their schedule. I remember, remember we were talking about the AFC North schedule, right, because they're playing the North and the West, I think, and they're just beating up on each other. So you have the Ravens 8-4, and four. Bengals only a game back, Steelers 6-5-1, and one, and then the Browns 6-6. Six and six. And a big matchup, I think, with the Browns and Ravens this week. The Browns win this game. Oh, my God. Now what? Like, what happens now?
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. And the Browns are right there, too. Right. think my only issue with the Browns this year and why they're 6-6 six and six is they've Baker. dealt with a lot of injuries. Baker as well. But Baker hasn't been healthy from the get-go. Right. We knew about this shoulder injury since, like, week two. So, I'm not going to put a lot on Baker's shoulders because he hasn't been healthy all year. So I'm not putting too much emphasis on that. Now, obviously, if Baker was healthy, could have been similar, and they, they might have still been 6-6. Six and six, But I'm no, not putting a ton No, but you're there. telling
1: me, like, he's so bad. Like, I get you're hurt, but, like, at this point, if you put in whoever the hell their backup is, he could do just as good a job, if not better than Baker.
0: Keenum. And Keenum actually played well, the one game he, that there's night He could game. do
1: better. He could do honestly do better than Baker with half his what, shoulder.
0: A lot... Uh, Quite a few people actually were in favor of that after that Thursday. I think it was against Denver earlier in the year when Keenum played. A lot of people were actually in favor of keeping Case Keenum in there and, and staying hot. So that that definitely is an interesting take, and the whole baker Mayfield situation is definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, we'll get back to the AFC North in a minute. The last game I want to visit here in Week 13, my Niners in Seattle. Good God. This was a another Niners-Seahawks classic in the Pacific Northwest. This game was wild. Um, back and forth. Seattle finally got their mojo back, and it's same thing. Like we're talking about the Bills and The Bills don't know how to beat the Patriots. The Niners don't know how to beat the Seahawks. It's 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 absolutely wild. This game was wild, though. Very entertaining. Um, annoying, really annoying because the Niners shouldn't have won the game. One too many boneheaded mistakes. But man, this was a heck of a game. Very entertaining.
1: Yeah, well, I saw. I think I saw the stat. Russ is like. 17 and four or 17 and two or something against them. Yeah, the he's Irish. he's owned us. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Like this, and you saw how amped up Pete Carroll was at the end of this. I mean, they, nah, they get up, yeah. for, they get up for these games. You guys are missing some players. Um, I know you guys want to beat Seattle all the time, but it's not the end of the world. You guys are still in a good spot.
0: No, that's that's the good part, right? And that's why that Minnesota game was so huge um and that whole three game win this game mattered a little
1: bit less than it normally does
0: yeah agreed agreed but I do think in a way that that was a bit of a problem because I felt like the Niners I didn't really feel a sense of urgency and I didn't like that like you're in December it's a divisional opponent you're on the road I would like a little more sense of urgency there and I just didn't I didn't feel it towards the second half the first half I felt it the defense balled out and we were hurt We were down, I think, two, three linebackers in this game. We lost a corner in this game. Like, we were banged up on defense. And they were so freaking clutch in this game, I can't even tell you. It was our offense. And it came down to number 10, Jimmy Garoppolo, man. And he made one too many bad plays in this game, took a really dumb safety, threw a brutal interception in the second half that shouldn't have been a pick. And for me, that's what it comes down to is if you don't turn the ball over, you probably win this game because Seattle scored that touchdown in the third quarter off of that interception. You got to do a better job of that. And I put a lot of emphasis on Garoppolo in this game. You didn't have Debo Samuel. George Kittle was awesome in this game. And I knew this needed to be his game. He stepped up. Garoppolo when it mattered. I don't know, man. and, and And he was close at the end, man. We were on our own one yard line. And we went all the way down the field to have yeah. a shot. That's the thing there. We can do it. But Garoppolo's got to solve this freaking turnover, turnover stuff, man. Because that's not okay. And if you do that next week against the Bengals, they are a low-key good defense. They will eat you alive if you turn the ball over. So Garoppolo's got to take care of the ball better. There's a chance we might be without Debo again. has got to do better. I agree with you. It's not the end of the world. We're still in a playoff spot. And because of certain head-to-head matchups, we're still looking good. But three out of our next five against playoff teams, we got to get at the bare minimum one of them. Got to get this one against Cincinnati next week. You definitely don't want to be below 500 going, uh, you know, as as the season progresses there. And Seattle's not dead yet either. I mean, the NFC wildcard race could be is up for grabs for anybody. And Seattle's schedule is a joke. They got Houston, Chicago, Detroit, Rams, Cardinals. Like you're telling me they can't pull off a little run here?
1: No, definitely. Yeah. That's why he was angry. He's like, "Oh, we're just getting started, but I don't know. Do you really believe it?"
0: I don't, but here's my problem is if, of what the Niners just did. Yes. They might
1: have they gave them a too much uh too much light.
0: There you go. Yeah, you just said it right. That's that's my problem is yes. Did the Niners move? No, not really, right? They're still in a playoff spot. They're fine in that regard, but what you might have just done is given give Seattle, even if it's the slightest glimmer of hope, that's the last thing you want to give Russell Wilson. Because Russell Wilson was not bad. I'll admit their offense looked like complete garbage in that first half. But if you let them in it, and you look at who they have down the stretch here, you're not telling me that they can't make a run. I don't really think they will because Seattle's not good. But I, I do think that, that, that you can't just you know ignore them. That's what I'll say about that. But the Niners had a chance to just put their foot on their neck and be like, you're done. You have, same thing with Buffalo, New England, right? It's be like, your time is done. It's our time now. And they, for some reason, just can't do it. But anyways, it is what it is. We'll see how that goes. Um, either way, that game that game was wild. I mean, there was a, a fake punt for a touchdown. Interceptions yep. left, right, and center. Like, missed field goals. It was fumbles. Goal line fumbles. Um, it, it, that game was insane. I mean, you, you you saw it all in that ball game. Um, before we get to week fourteen, because there's some great matchups in that one. Let's go winners, losers in week thirteen. Who are your winners from week thirteen?
1: Come on, now you know the best winner of the week. We already talked about them enough. I ain't even gotta say the name. We all know who I'm talking about. Um, other than that, though, I think you gotta go Dan Campbell, man. Hella big time win. Jared Goff first win without McVeigh. Um feels good for them.
0: Yeah, Lions Lions were one of my winners too. I should say it's a feel-good kind of game to see all of them that happy, celebrating, finally couldn't be more happier for them. Um, I'm going to say the Cardinals as well as a winner. I mean, you got the best record in the NFL. You look good. You're undefeated on the road. You're beating the snot out of teams on the road. And you got your quarterback You know, back in the lineup. You got Hopkins back in the lineup. The Cardinals are getting healthier. They need it. The Cardinals look good, man. And they got a big win against the Rams on Sunday. I think they're a winner for me. Losers, who you got?
1: Got to be the Vikings, man. Got to be the Vikings. Um, like we talked about, Zimmer's on the hot seat. Um, no Thielen and no Cook going to be playing on Thursday against the Steelers team. That's going to pick up some momentum. They're also had a, a big time win. Um this they, they could really just start losing their season all of a sudden. And they're definitely my biggest loser.
0: Yeah, the Vikings, I mean, that was brutal. Like, that, that is a game you should have had. You lost a game. That was a big one against the Niners the week before. Now you got a game in Detroit. You're like, okay, you know, we can be able to, to get one hearing and get back into the playoff picture. And you lose to the winless Lions is absolutely brutal. I'm going to go Buffalo. We talked a lot about them earlier in the pod at the top. I mean, that was a game that they needed to have and they didn't. And we talked about all that there. For me, Buffalo's a loser because that is, I mean, I think everyone knows it. We all know the elephant in the room there for the Bills. They're the loser for me. So heading into week 14 now, we have finally reached that time of year where we got playoff scenarios. We don't have a ton. They're all in the NFC because the AFC is just a gong show in the NFC. So... The Green Bay Packers, they got some serious separation in the NFC North. They will win the division next week with a win and a Vikings loss. The Vikings play... The the Vikings got the Steelers on Thursday night, so we'll see if they can hang on there. The Packers have got the Bears on Sunday night, so I'd say that is fairly likely that that could happen. Green Bay could also clinch a playoff berth with a win, a Saints loss, and a Niners loss. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers could win the NFC South. They also have like three, four games up on everybody else in their division. Tampa will win the NFC South with a win, a Carolina loss, and a Saints loss. That would be the Buccaneers' first division win in about almost 10 years. Mind you, the Buccaneers did not win the division last year. The Saints did. So that would be the first for them in a long time. They need a win, a Panthers loss, and a Saints loss. Um, They could also clinch a playoff berth, but that scenario was too long to even bother going through it. The Cardinals could clinch a playoff berth with just a win. All they got to do is beat the Rams, and they're in. Last year, they didn't get in. They believe it would be their first one since 2016. They could also get in with a Niners loss and a Vikings loss. They cannot clinch the division just quite yet. But with a win against the Rams, I would assume that would be coming up sooner than later. So there are your scenarios for Week 14. I'm heading on to the playoff standings now. Let's start with the AFC, because they definitely want to spend some time here. Because I have never seen anything like this. I have never seen the AFC this wide open ever in my life with 13 teams in playoff contention. 13 out of 16. Incredible.
1: Yep, the zombie Dolphins have won five in a row. The Chiefs, somehow, their offense is putting up like 20 points a game and they've won five in a row. It's wild. I don't even know, like we've been talking about this all year, but, like, every team, and this is why I made my prediction with the Patriots, but every team has just so many flaws. Like, it's not even funny. Like, one team, you're like, oh, my God, this week, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Next week, the hell, this team sucks. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, the AFC is just such a crapshoot. Like, you just, you don't know who who's going to get there. And if I had to look at everybody, I think there are two teams that I think are fit for playoff football the most. And that's the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts. Both of them have no issues running the football down people's throats. And for me, those, and, and they play not this week, but the week after that, they play each other. I think for me, those are the two teams that I'd keep an eye on the most in the AFC because of their style of play. They don't do a lot. They got pretty good defenses. They got a really, really good run game. Both of them have excellent run games. Both of them have pretty damn good head coaches as well. I would, I would definitely keep my eye on, on those two teams. Everybody else, again, like you mentioned, they got mad flaws. Like, the Titans, for me, their flaws just they're not healthy, right? And then, obviously, there's the factor of not trusting Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs. The Ravens, like we just talked about, they, I mean, have a hard time putting up points. They haven't scored over 20 points in, like, three weeks. The Chiefs also have not scored over 20 points in, like, four weeks. The Chargers, up and down. The Bengals, up and down. The Bills, I mean, are 1-4 against playoff teams. The Steelers are old. Well, Roethlisberger's old. And then the rest of the team, I don't know. They don't really have much talent otherwise outside of, you know, Najee Harris and, and Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Their defense is good, but their offense can't put up many points. Colts I talked about. And then the Raiders, Browns and Broncos Dolphins are all six win teams. And they're all kind of like, I don't know, mediocre at best, I guess you could say. Like none of them have the the highest ceiling, but they're good. Like they're scrappy. All four of those teams are scrappy. So, I don't know, man. The AFC is wild. I'm low key kind of rooting for the Dolphins, man. I know the Dolphins are a nice feel good story right now, but I got to tell you, I, I, I got to be honest. I would be kind of sick if Cincinnati got in instead of Indianapolis. That wouldn't sit well with me because I feel like the Colts are built to make a Super Bowl run. The Bengals are built to get to the divisional round at best.
1: Okay, yeah, that's fair. But then don't start off the way you started off. You know. It took them a minute to find out who they are. But this is how wacky this is. You have the number one seed Patriots that actually lost to the 13 seed Dolphins earlier in the year. Like anybody one through 13. If you told me one of them beat somebody else, nothing would it shock happened. me. Nothing would shock me. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. The Dolphins already beat the Patriots. Nothing else will shock me.
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, there, there really isn't much shockers in the AFC. It's, the question is who 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 is gonna get there? Like who is capable enough to get to the Super Bowl? That's the question. And that's why when I look at New England and Indianapolis, they're the two teams that can run the football the best. And which is why I think they're the teams that I would say have the best opportunity to get that far in January. But I don't know. The AFC is crazy. I haven't seen anything like this in a long time. I mean, like I mentioned at the top of the pod, that it's it's crazy. For 20 years, New England just ruled the East or the East, the AFC. And then we thought Kansas City was going to be that team again. Kansas City is still on a hot streak here and they well could do that. But then again, any other team could go out and snatch that top seed in the AFC and yet no one seems to want to take it. And then the New England Patriots just went up there and took it. So I don't know. The AFC is crazy. It's insane. It's going to come down to week. Week 18 is going to be nuts. These next five weeks are going to be nuts. Playoff standings are just going to change every week. It's going to be absolutely wild. In the NFC... I mean, it's pretty obvious here. We got the division winners, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys. That's kind of set in stone, at least for the most part. Cowboys, I don't know. They still got two games against Washington. Washington's red hot. The Rams, I don't know. I don't trust them until they beat a contender. They're 8-4. They're the 5 seed. Washington sits in the 6 at 6-6. Six and six. Niners at the 7 at 6-6. Six and six. And then in the hunt, Eagles, Vikings, Panthers, Saints, all at 5 wins. The Eagles are 6-7. and seven. Vikings and vikings panthers Falcons, saints are all five and seven the nfc is a lot less interesting than the afc because it seems like there's there's gonna what we talked about this last week too there's going to be a team in here that is just that's not gonna have a winning record and just somehow some way gets into the playoffs
1: and the front five has basically been the same all year um the cowboys you know there's a there's a way they play washington this week there's a way where you know, who knows? It's, I'm actually shocked that Washington's even in playoff contention at this Same. point. Um, the Eagles have started to look good. They dropped one last week against the Johns, which can't happen. They would be 7-6 and six and in the playoffs right now, too. Vikings are shooting themselves in the foot over and over. What else is new? And then, yo, 15-seed Seahawks have new life all of a sudden at 4-8. and eight. Basically, only two games out of a spot. So, it's just, this one's actually... This, there's is, there's a lot of competition in this, but it's not the same quality at all.
0: No, not at all. It's really not the same at all. And and it's, it's crazy because, again, like we talked about two weeks ago when the Niners played the Vikings, when you look at all these teams, the Niners and Vikings are much, much, much better on paper than any of these other teams. Washington, Philly, Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans, Seattle. Minnesota, very complete in all phases. Offense, defense, a lot of talent everywhere. Same thing with the Niners. But yet, the Niners are 6-6, six and six, and the Vikings are 5-7. and seven. Can they hold their own and get into the playoffs? Because Washington, I- I'll be honest, once they lost Chase Young, I was like, it's over for them. Like, it's, like, they're not going anywhere. And yet, since Chase Young went down, they've done nothing but win. Washington amazes me in so many different ways, and I can't, you know, just, just not talk about Washington without bringing up the fact that, again, I-, I think Washington would not be here if it weren't for Ron Rivera. He's the only reason why Washington just keeps being relevant year after year. Last year they made it in at what seven and nine. Nobody in the NFC East could win anything last year. Washington was like, "Yeah, we'll take it." This year, it seems like nobody wants the six and seven seed in the NFC Wild Card. Washington's like, "Yeah, thanks, we'll take it." Like that's my thing with Washington is they're not they're not that great, but then when an opportunity arises, they get hot. And if they get hot at the wrong time or at the right time rather, Washington's good, man. They're not a bad team. They're super super scrappy, and I wouldn't sleep on them, but. Yeah, that the wild card race is just ugly. <laughs> I think that's the best word to put it, is it's really ugly down the stretch there. And I don't know. We'll see what happens late in the NFC um, in the NFC playoff picture there. Um, moving over to week fourteen, big, big games in week fourteen. This one's gonna be a fun one. Um, a lot of great games. Raiders take on the Chiefs, that's a big one. Steelers, Vikings, Raiders, Browns, um or sorry, Browns, Ravens rather. That's also next week. And then Rams Cardinals on Monday night. There's some big ones. Big Bungit. Cowboys Washington, another big game there. Um, and then the Niners Bengals, another big one as well in week 14. A lot of big games. Definitely. Definitely. So let's get to it. Rapid fire picks. Last week, I was, I mean, I think we both killed it. I was 12 and two last week.
1: Yeah. I, I got, I was 10 and four. Um, 10 and four doesn't sound like much, but that was like my best week, like maybe all year, even.
0: Yeah, that was definitely mine of the year. That was a heck of a thing. So let's just let's get right to it here. Week 14. Let's get it. Thursday night Steelers Vikings. This this to me is actually a good game. Like yeah. I truly think this is an interesting game here. Who you got? Steelers Vikings.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. I think they're going to win this one 23-17. Steelers, yo, look out after this.
0: I'm going to take the Vikings in this one, 27-23. I think they need this one. They need a bad and if there's any game to get it, it's this one. Pittsburgh, I still don't quite trust them. The Vikings have enough points. But do you trust the Vikings? I'll be honest. I don't trust either team. I don't trust <laughs> I, either team. So exactly. I'm going to trust
1: Tomlin right there. Exactly.
0: I don't, that's, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Vikings need this one. I'll take them by four. Ravens-Browns, big one here.
1: Yeah, huge. I'm taking Cleveland in this one just to mix up the North, man. I think this division is just too good to have one clear-cut winner. It's just going to be all over the place. I'm going to take Cleveland in this one. Again, low, low scoring again,
0: 23-20. That's, wow, that's exactly the score, the score line that I had for this game. Except I had the Ravens winning this game for the only reason. I can't see the Ravens losing to the Browns twice. I think they need to split it. The Browns got them the first. Oh, no, the Ravens got them the first time. Sorry. The, the Browns did not lose that. The, the Ravens won the first meeting, actually. So in that case, you know what? I think I'll take the Browns on this one then. I had that five for some reason, not the, the Ravens. No, the Ravens won 16-10 two weeks ago on Sunday night. That is correct. So, never mind. For some reason, I thought the Browns won the first one. I'll take the Browns in this one 23-20, then same as you. I do think. I just think that I can't see a team sweeping um, another team in this one. The Browns are at home as well. Coming off a bye week, I'll take the Browns in this one by three. Titans-Jags. Titans
1: have to win this one. Big game here for them. Um, they'll sweep the floor here. They'll win this one 31-10. Yeah,
0: Titans coming off a bye. Jaguars continue to look disorganized week after week. I'll take the Titans 30-16. to Chiefs-Raiders, big game in the AFC West. Raiders, That's a, this is another game for them where I think they're kind of just hanging on to their last thread. They've been hanging on their last thread for
1: the last three weeks, it feels like. KC can't get their offense going, though. Um, and that kind of worries me. And Derek Carr's kind of figured out how to play the refs, I feel like. So, that being said, you know, the, the Raiders get up for these type of games. I'm going to pick the Raiders in this one, 27-23.
0: Wow, that would be something else. That would be crazy. Like, that would really that would really make the AFC West that much more interesting. I don't know if the Raiders have it in them. I'm going to take the Chiefs 24-17. I still think this is going to be a sloppy one, scrappy one down to the wire, but the Chiefs will find a way at home. Saints and the Jets.
1: Ugly matchup here, but I think Taysom Hill's going to have a good game in this one. I think the Saints win this one 20-17. Yeah,
0: I think the Saints get over the hump here. They've been struggling a lot lately, but I think they'll be able to get get their ish together, and get a 26-21 win over the Jets. Washington and the Cowboys.
1: Cowboys are going to win this one here. I think uh, they're just better than Washington, and I think this one they win this one pretty handily, 33-17.
0: I'll take Washington in the upset, 27-24. I think they keep it rolling, uh, but I think the Cowboys will end up winning the next time they face. But I think Washington at home, they'll be able to win this one. Falcons-Panthers.
1: You know what? The Falcons... All of a sudden, they win this one. They're what? Six and seven? Only a game back out of a playoff spot. So, I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. Real ugly one, though.
0: 17-14. I would low-key scare me if the Falcons win this one because the Niners play the Falcons out And if the Falcons get hot, I don't know about that. But I do think the Falcons will beat the Panthers 28-24 in this one. I think, I don't know. I got a weird feeling about this one and I... I don't know. The the Panthers are kind of reeling right now. Seahawks, Texans, this is an ugly game, at least on paper.
1: Nah, this is Russell Wilson's breakout game. Like stats wise for him. He goes crazy. Seattle wins this one 34 to 30. I'll
0: take the Seahawks 32 to 16. This is not even going to be close. I agree with you. Seahawks go crazy. Lions, Broncos. Do the Lions go two in a row here?
1: Nah. No, no, no. Denver's going to win this one. Real ugly, though. I'll, I'll take in Denver 21-17 here.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Denver as well, 26-14. I, I think the Lions, the Lions got their one win. I don't know how much they're going to get after that, but Mile High's a tough place to play. I'll take the Broncos on that one. Chargers-Giants. I'm
1: going to take the Giants in this one. Typical wow. letdown game for, for the Chargers. Giants will win this on 23-20.
0: Wow, that, w- that would be an epic letdown to lose to the Giants late game. You need it. You play the Chiefs the week after that. Like, oh, man, that would be brutal. Having said that, I'm going to take the Chargers over the Giants 27-17. I think they'll be able to get this one done. Niners-Bengals, this one could be a fun one. Yes, and
1: I think it's going to be a shootout too. And I think the Bengals take this one, 41-34.
0: Oh, let's hope you're right. Uh, let's hope you're wrong about that, man. I, I, like, I hope that curse comes back. Um, I'm going to take the Niners 31-28. I think this is going to be a shootout. I really do think this is a big game for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, last week, a lot was on him and his mistakes, and I think a lot of people know that, and it's on him. This is a big game. Get back. Win a game. You might have to do without Debo Samuel. Go on the road. Beat Cincinnati. Get back on track. Let's go, JG. Let's get a dub here. Buccaneers-Bills. This would be another fun one as
1: well. <laughs> I can't wait, man. Tampa takes this one 38 to 20 bills season is hanging by a thread after this. oh
0: my god the bills radio i thought was funny today imagine how crazy it's gonna be if that happens um i do think the bucks are gonna win this game i think it's gonna be closer than that though 37 33 i think it's gonna be a shootout both teams are gonna go nuts but tom brady man does what he does in december and tommy tommy gets hot this time of year man and when he gets closer to january that's that's peak Tom Brady, but we'll see what happens there. Packers, Bears, Sunday Night Football. How in the world is the Sunday Night Football? I have no idea. Yo, but... flex
1: that Tampa one there. What the heck?
0: Yeah, I think CBA, that's a Nance Romo game. So they're like, nah, that's our game. Mm. Yeah, but... Green
1: Bay, come on. Who, we heard it last time. He said, I own you. And uh, nothing different this time. No win this one here, 34 20.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a slugfest. I think the, the Packers coming off a bye, they'll be a little rusty. I'll take the Packers 21-6. to 6. The Bears, Damn. I don't even know why they're in prime time. It makes absolutely no sense at all. The Bears are not made for prime time. The Bears aren't even made for a 1 o'clock Eastern game. They, they should be played at 9.30 in London every week. When It's nobody the oldest needs to watch rivalry in the league, man. It, it, what rivalry? What rivalry, man? Let's make it a rivalry. Justin, just, Justin Fields, I need this guy healthy, man. I need to like make this a rivalry before you call it a rivalry. Big game, Monday night, Rams, Cardinals. This is a huge one. Yeah, I'm going to
1: take the Rams in this one. I haven't been too impressed with them. I just don't think Kyler's fully back, and I think uh, they got a bad taste in their mouths from last time these two teams met. So I'm going to take the Rams in this one. Um, it's going to be a fun game, though, 31-28.
0: The Rams need a signature win. They really do. I mean, I know a lot of people point to that Buccaneers game, but that feels like it was five years ago. They need a new one. They needed a, a, a... This is a big one at Arizona. Arizona's got the best record in the NFL. Kyler's coming back. Go on the road. The Cardinals embarrassed your ass the last time you played them. This And the last time the Rams on Monday night, they got their asses handed to them. Go in Arizona, beat the Cardinals. I'll take the Rams 30-27. to 27. This has got to be a big, big game for, for the Rams especially for momentum, they need this one. I'll take the Rams in this one by three. Having said that, this week 14, a lot of great games, great slate. Going to be a good one. Be final thoughts? I get
1: to just chill at home, let this win, you know, carry over, watch some football without, you know, having to stress or anything
0: facts patriots on a bye along with the eagles dolphins and colts four teams in playoff contention so a lot of ground to be made up for a lot of teams should be a fun one a lot of great games cannot wait for this one let us know your thoughts heading into week 14 on your team and where you're at but that'll do it from the island on this week and tune in next week to week 14 and of course don't forget to give us a follow on instagram and twitter for more sports news and analysis Thank you for listening to another episode of Baller Island. Keep it locked and stay tuned. We got a lot more football and basketball content coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis.